0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And with me today is David Wood, who has spent the past 20 years motivating top earners who are looking to challenge themselves in ways that they only dreamed of. On this episode, he shares how you can transform your life on a personal and professional level by achieving laser sharp focus. His techniques help entrepreneurs scale their business while doing 30% less. So if you want to go from ordinary to extraordinary, please follow along. David, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jeff. And I like how you rewrote my bio and intro. That was really succinct and good and I liked how it sounded.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really excited for you to be here. One of the things uh, that I struggle with, and you know, like I talk about as well as, you know, is focus and like how I can get more done during the day and trying to optimize my processes and all that. So I love talking about this stuff and I'm real excited to pick your brain on Mm. it as well. I was wondering if you could take a few minutes and give us a little bit of a background, who you are and why you are so amazing.
1: (laughs) Well, the brief version is I grew up very left-brained and I didn't know that until later in life, but I had a tragedy when I was seven years old and uh, my little sister was killed. And apparently what happened is I shut down the emotional side and I just focused all that energy into the left brain. So I got really good at numbers, business, systems and money. I got paid to go to college. I got transferred to New York, Park Avenue, consulting to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon at the age of 24. So that was pretty cool. But then someone realized that I wasn't happy and suggested I do a personal growth program. And I said, oh, no, Th- those, that's for people who can't think for themselves. That's for weak-willed sheep who are just willing to fork over their money to people who are preying on them. That was my viewpoint. And thank God this course I did cracked my cynicism. And I realized that making a difference in the world and actually serving people is a job you can do that i didn't know it was a thing so i ended up quitting my job in new york my cushy park avenue job went back to australia i got trained in coaching so that as i was getting all these insights and breakthroughs in life as i was learning about emotional vulnerability intimacy influence true leadership authenticity as i'm learning and having breakthroughs in my life I was able to pass those on to my clients. And so because of that unusual upbringing, I'm not willing to just choose, we'll do business coaching or we'll work on your life. I'm like, let's look at the whole picture. And maybe one week, we're going to look at your hiring practices. And another week, I just got off the phone with an executive who tried to be more vulnerable with his wife and got shut down. And I'm like, well done great job. Let's look at how you could take that further next time and get her on board with a new way of communicating. That's what really lights me up. I'll help someone make more money, but if that's all you want, you should go to somebody else. I'll start with you on that, but let's work on how you show up in life.
0: You know what's interesting about all that is that all of those aspects that you just described, they really are so interconnected right? You can't just go and, you know, work on your personal relationship and, you know, and leave your professional life in the dust. You can't just go and create all these great systems for your business, but then, you know, you live your personal life very haphazardly. You know, you really do need.
1: I've heard that for years and, and, you know, it's in my best interest to promote that concept, but I don't know if I fully believed it. It, it takes until you've got something in your life that's really draining you, maybe keeping you awake at nights. It could be something happened with your kid or someone's out to get you or, or some work environment and you start to get, this is draining me. This is slowing me down. This is getting me up out of bed later and then I don't want to work. It's impacting who wants to be around me. I'm two different Davids. When I'm on and I'm up like now, I'm someone that I think is fun to be around and I'm engaged. I was at acting class last night and I'm meeting people at the door and carrying their bags, you know, just a handbag. I'm like, let me carry your bag, madam, into class. That's me when I'm resourced. When I'm not, I'm a different guy to be around. I'm just not as fun. It's less interesting. I'm going to get less clients. I'm going to make less money. So I now after 25 years of coaching believe what I've been saying for a long time, which is you got to handle both. You got to have your life be awesome. That's going to have your business, there's a much better chance your business is going to be awesome if your life is awesome.
0: You know, I really appreciate you uh, being vulnerable with that. So I want to ask you, because this is something like not a lot of people get to hear, right? So if you're coaching someone on the business aspect, but you yourself don't believe in, or you don't believe in parts of your own coaching, How did that affect uh, your professional relationships and your personal relationships? And how did you actually learn to turn that around? Because at some point you had to have some kind of revelation, some kind of snap to be like, "Ah, okay, now I got it. Now I can really be effective here.
1: I think, I don't think it was a a binary condition. Like, uh, like, for example, this thing that you, you know, you need your life to be great for your business to be great. I think it's been becoming even more apparent over the last year or two because I've had some challenges. COVID's hit. I've had anxiety and depression for 20 something years on and off and I've, I've learned largely how to manage it, but it was noticing the things that are throwing me personally. Like I had a tenant downstairs who would sometimes be noisy and would sometimes yell at his girlfriend loudly. And my system's very sensitive and I'd go on alert and I can handle a lot of things, but I needed to get coaching to help that. And so it's each time something like that happens, I realize, oh my God, coaching when you really need it is is like a thousand times more valuable than even that regular coaching you get each week when it's just useful. It's that one time that's going to transform, like getting him out of my house, learning how to calm down my nervous system, getting someone else in who's stable, can't put a price on that.
0: Yeah. Wow. What an amazing story. So basically what you're talking about here is that, you you know, you're really learning how to regulate, you know, regulate that anxiety, regulate those emotions so that you can be like more in the moment. No, is that, is that, is that what you're talking about? Well, I wouldn't even
1: say more in the moment. We, we could go there, but it's about like here's a great practical question you you said before we hit record you wanted practical stuff people could use write down at the top of a piece of paper tolerations and then list the things you're putting up with it might be a messy house it might be someone who speaks to you a certain way it might be lack of sex it might be lack of clients lack of revenue write down your tolerations you don't have to handle them all today You don't have to handle them all ever, but let's just start to get up close and personal and then see if you can get a sense of how each of those is draining your energy and ask yourself, what might it be like if that list was cleared? What might it be like if I don't have to worry anymore about, I'll give you an example. I I said to a director that he could use my house and my property for a film shoot That I'm going to be acting in. And when I looked at the contracts for liability, I spent two hours and it was a headache and it was really bothering me. And so I got coaching on it and I had to call him and say, I am so sorry at this late hour. I have to pull out of this. I can't get good with these contracts. And is there a way I can make it up to you? That was so hard. But once it was cleared, I no longer had that draining my energy and and worrying. and, And I didn't have to spend another five hours with lawyers and trying to work out all this stuff. That's just one micro example. Start with your tolerations. And then if you free those up, it's going to free up energy. And as you get happier, you're going to want to reach out to potential clients or customers. You're going to want to create an email or a video to send out to your list. You're going to want to talk to your boss and your coworkers and ask them how they're doing because you have surplus. But if you don't handle that crap, you're basically just like most people in life going through with all these weights on your shoulder that you've just gotten used to, to walking stooped over because of all these things. I've done clearings that would make your hair curl. I, you know, I've I've called bullies from 20 years ago and said I realize I'm still resenting so, something that happened at school, and I'm letting it go. You don't have to do anything. I just, I just thought I'd let you know. I've done. I'm not saying everybody you need to do this. Do do it with some coaching. But as we clear these things, it frees up more and more energy. And I'm still working at it. I still got things that that. Oh, that's draining me. Oh, you know what? My nutrition's not my system for nutrition isn't really solid. We've got to put something into place here or I need to get more exercise for this body. I'm still working at it.
0: One of the things that came to mind as you were describing that was the idea of firing clients, right? And I've had to do that already a couple of times. And I got to tell you, it is one of the most satisfying parts of my business when you fire a client that is no longer serving your needs right? When they become so demanding, when they start expecting, you know, that aren't within the original scope, when they don't treat you with the same respect that you don't treat them, right? It just becomes, you you know, and, and a lot of the times these are probably your, you know, like your top three clients, right? The ones that pay you the most money and firing them will have a significant impact, you know, on your, you know, on your business and how you're going to make payroll and how you're going to, you know, make your world go round. On the flip side of that, it frees up so much energy. It frees up so much bandwidth that you can actually go and re- not only replace that income so much more easily, but you can also, you know, like really uh, pivot in order to do greater things than you than you ever thought possible. Every well, single time that happened, it's it literally cleared the field and within 3 months I not only replaced that income, but I surpassed it simply because I got rid of that negative energy in my life.
1: Yeah, you bring up a really good point which is the concept of boundaries and how do you want to be treated? And it's very difficult when it's a high-paying client, but you know, it could be your partner. Maybe your partner is the breadwinner, and you've got financial dependence on this person and you want to set a boundary. You want to ask to be treated nicer. And you're like, you know, wait a minute, There's a power dynamic here. What if it's your boss and you want to set a boundary? I set a boundary recently. Well, I, I, I spoke up with a doctor that I'd started working with and I felt like ignored and abandoned. And I said, I want you to know my experience. So I'm going to share it. I got fired. By my doctor. My doctor said it looks like this isn't really a fit and, you know, you seem disappointed with a number of things, so I'm going to refund your money and and wish you well. There are consequences when you speak up and you ask to be treated better. A couple of weeks ago, I did a commercial because I've gotten into acting in the last year, and I did a commercial and they paid me $300, which is a lot of money for for a new actor, and they'd promised $400. And I didn't want to rock the boat because they were, they wanted to book me for a second gig. And I said, could you make up the difference? No response. Two days later, hey, would you get back to me on that message? Hey, yeah, um, you know, what we'd like to do is tack it on to the next gig that we're going to do. And I said, I get that that's your preference. And I, I this didn't happen automatically. I had to sit and think about it, and, you know, maybe got a little coaching I get that's your preference and I do need to be paid for the first gig before we talk about a second gig. And I'm happy to discuss a second gig. I know that's not your preference. And would that work for you? And the response was, okay, we'll pay you now. And that'll be the extent of our work together. Like we're done. I was like, wow.
0: That is crazy. Why would you want somebody to like, to know that you're someone who doesn't pay, you know, the full agreed upon amount?
1: I know I don't I don't understand it but but the lesson for me was that company was a mess going in there was so much chaos I kept hearing different things I had three different points of contact I'm like look I know I'm new to acting but I'm not new to business this is so I was able to stand up for myself the point is when you start saying like if a client is painful for you That's probably pointing to some area in your life where you haven't trained people on how to treat you. So yeah, you can get coaching on this and set your boundaries and you might lose that client. First step is, can you train that person in how to treat you better? So I have a client who's a wonderful client and was sending me maybe seven emails a day and including on the weekend sometimes and then i was getting a lot of text messages and i don't have a business phone and a personal phone if i get a text message from a client i'll get that at 10 o'clock at night when i'm watching a movie they didn't know that they didn't know all this so i had to let them know this is the setup this is when to use text this is when to use email and then eventually i realized wednesday's my day off can you say hold emails on wednesday and hold emails on the weekend and then try and send them as one email with a list of bullet points instead of separate ideas as you get them. I had to, We had to set that up. And now it's working way better for me and I have psychic space. And then when I'm serving my client, I'm serving my client. So firstly, with any human, can you create a space for them to step into? That would be a win for both of you. Not everybody's willing to do it like the director that said, all right, we'll pay you and we're done. But other people will say, oh, I, I didn't realize you got it and now you've got a winning relationship. I have another client that I did not fire because they treated me pretty well, but something in me said, I would never want to work for you as an employee because you seem a bit scary with how you're treating people. And then I uh, referred someone to them because they wanted a, they needed a vendor for something and that didn't go well. In fact, the vendor I referred wasn't responding to them. I said, what happened? They said, I don't want to work for them. They're kind of aggressive and and it just wasn't a good experience. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But then as I started to get into it with the client, the client didn't seem to want to hear feedback. And so I just minimized my, and this was an ex-client. Now we'd stop working together, but I would have had to have a conversation. And if they ever come back to me and say, let's start working together, I'll say, yes and let's talk for 20 minutes first because i need to talk about what isn't working for me and what i would need going forward and i think you may have a couple of blind spots and i'm not going to hold back as a coach so are you willing to hear those and if you are then we can go in with no withholds and if you're not and you or you don't trust me to have your back on this then let's just not work together So, yeah, I I love that whole concept of boundaries and training people in how to show up for you.
0: You know, I was having this discussion actually on my coaching call yesterday about whether someone, you know, if they already have a coach, would they pay for another one? Would they pay for three? Would they pay for five? Right. Like what kind of coaches? And I think the consensus of what we were talking about was well first of all you know like how are you know are you going to get three coaches that uh, focus on the same aspect of your life or would you get different types of coaches that you know one focuses on your business one focuses on your relationships and one focuses on your business processes right yeah. that's sort of the easy you know like the easy way to describe it like the part that's interesting for me is how you're talking about you know, not only are you a coach who's obviously done well for yourself and has been able to, you know, to to impact a lot of great people into doing even more good in the world, but that you also rely on that system of coaches. Right. So you also have yeah. you know, like sort of this network that you depend on. I was wondering if you can go into that a little bit and just talk about, you know, like a coach for coaches. Yeah,
1: right? I, li- I like that. Well, it's a coach for coaches. And then there's the idea is it, is it one coach or is it several or, or, or whatever? Yeah, I, I'm a good example of the kind of person that might resist having a coach. And one of the reasons is my arrogance. I assume that I'm the smartest person in the room most of the time. So I'm arrogant and I'm very independent and I'm very self-driven. And I'm always looking like, how can I do it better? And I'm surrounded by coaches. So I'd be a good example of someone who might go, ah, you know, I'll go it alone. But for periods of my life, I'll be like, wait a minute. There might be a particular thing I don't have. Like maybe there's a project I've been wanting to move faster on and it's not happening. So go and get a coach. One example right now is I've realized I've been single now for, I mean, except for short-term relationships, it's been like two and a half years, maybe longer. And so I'm like, okay, okay. Let's go and get a coach for that and see what's going on. It'll be a coach or a therapist. And I've got an appointment tomorrow for that. So you can just say, I've got a specific need and go out and get it. There was a time when I had five coaches. I had a dating coach. I had a branding coach. I had an energy coach because I wanted to learn more about energy. Now, if let's address the one versus many. If you have a sense like, I just want my fitness And I want my body to be in the best shape it's ever been. If that's all you want, go and get a personal trainer, someone who knows about nutrition and exercise and whatever. People come to me, I think, because mainly they want their business to be better. But someone just said the nicest thing about me on a forum recently. He said, I think it feels more like I've hired Yoda than a business coach. I don't like, thank you. It was a recognition that I go so like sometimes we'll go into the micro of uh, wait a minute what's your revenue target for the, for this quarter maybe that's what arises in the call but sometimes we're talking about the meaning of life and consciousness so it really depends on where the person's at and what they need that week so you could choose to to get a generalist like me and say all right. Help me with what we need on the business and I've got some personal stuff I want to work on as well and we'll work out each week what's, you know, if we're going big picture or or micro on it. So you can choose. Oh, and here's the other thing. Are you going to choose a coach to put out a fire? So you've got a current fire or a thorn in your side. That's fine. That's often what'll motivate us. Or do you want a coach so that you have less fires in your life and you're upgrading your operating system? All around, it's a different way of thinking.
0: I love it. You know, do or do not. There is no try. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of it's one of my favorite Yoda quotes. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you breaking that down. That's uh, actually really insightful. Uh, David, can you please take a moment and let people know how they can learn more about your business and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to get in touch?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If you want to be part of my world, I send a couple of videos each week if you want to get the emails, I'll give you a link where you can do all of this stuff. You can subscribe to those videos. I have a podcast called Extraordinary Focus. You can subscribe to that and listen to me go into these concepts in more detail. I also offer for business owners who are already up and running. So you've already got a product or service, you're already successful in a number of areas of of life, and you think business and life can be better. I offer a double your revenue audit. And I call it that because most people want to start with doubling your revenue. But be warned, I will ask you probing questions about your life and business before we even get on the phone. And that's a 15-minute call to see if coaching even makes sense for you. And if it does, are we a fit for each other? So you can do all those things. Plus check out the upcoming book, Mouse in the Room, which is all about authenticity and transparency and leadership, all of those things that a very special link that I created, that's easy to remember. It's myfocusgift.com because I'd like to give you the gift of focus. So I couldn't come up with anything more memorable than myfocusgift.com. That'll redirect you to a hidden page on my site where you can get all the things I mentioned, plus a couple of freebies that I created for listeners.
0: Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you for joining me today this has been really insightful i love talking about this stuff i think it is really impactful and you know all it really takes is the right person to listen to this at the right time in order to be inspired and to really ignite and do great things so i really appreciate your mission and i appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today
1: thank you for being here my pleasure thanks jeff
0: Thank you so much for listening to the one big tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.